love to listen to the Lord, the more I have to say to him, the more I want to share with him, the deeper the relationship and the more exciting and the greater the adventure. So that's kind of my, my prayer story. I just got very interested in prayer when I was a young woman. And ever since then, I've just been learning and growing and learning and growing. And it has been, uh, there are just always new things to learn. Um, my most recent um, adventure has been in discovering what it means to uh, try fourth watch prayer, where you pray during the wee hours of the morning during the fourth watch, and um, you you go to God with the really difficult things that are 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 hard to imagine that He will even answer. So I just want to encourage you. Um, it, it's worth the investment. Whatever time you spend in prayer is worth the investment. So we all know we agree that prayer is a vital part of evangelism. The question is. How do we pray intentionally and efficiently to actually make that happen? In other words, to actually enable us and empower us to share our faith. Well, tonight we're gonna to learn a simple strategy. Uh, it's two parts. The first part has to do with preparing your heart, our own hearts. The second part has to do with creating opportunities to prepare the hearts of those the Lord has brought into your life or he may want to bring into your life. So let's go ahead and start with the first part. The first prayer strategy, first part is um, called praying a heart for the harvest. And I'm gonna ask Allie to go ahead and read our scripture on this one at the beginning rather than the end. And then we're going to look at what this teaches us about Jesus' heart for people. So this will be Matthew 9. 35 to 10:1. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. He called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Uh, one more. No, I think you got it. You mm -hmm. got it. I'm sorry. Okay. So if you look at that scripture, we see six things there that Jesus clearly demonstrated to us that are part of what our heart needs to be in order for us to be effective in evangelism. The first one is passion. We know that simply because it says that he went about all the towns and villages preaching and proclaiming the gospel and teaching. He didn't just go when he felt like it or touch on a few high spots. He really pursued people. That's passion. That's what we need to have. The next is ministry. He healed the sick, all the diseases and illnesses. He had a heart for people. He cared about where they were. The next part to compassion. He could feel what they felt. He cared deeply for them. And this is something that we are not born with. I would love to tell you that I just was born with this big old compassionate heart and I love everybody and I love praying for everybody, but that's absolutely not true. So if we're gonna have a heart for the harvest, we have to ask the Lord to give us that compassion and that heart of concern like his. Urgency refers to the scripture when it says 
he asked the disciples to beseech the Lord, to cry out to God, to ask in prayer. So we know that if Jesus mentioned prayer, then it's certainly an important step for us to take as well. And then he acted right away. This is how we know he was urgent. He didn't just come back later and think about it. He took action right away. And lastly, personal involvement. He called his disciples and decided to go on and send them out. He got involved. This was his close inner circle. So these are the qualities that we are asking the Lord for. And remember that whenever we pray according to scripture, we have the confidence that God will hear and answer us because we know we're praying in accordance with his will. So you've asked the Lord for a heart like his. Now, what do you do? All right, let's take a look at the second part. The second part of the prayer strategy actually includes five specific prayer targets. We're going to go over each one of them, and they are going to change your perspective and also prepare you for the opportunities the Lord's going to bring your way. So the first one is to pray for connections. Now, this means that you're praying that God will build possibilities to share your faith into your life. So let me ask you some questions. Who's already in your circle of influence or your audience? What interests and activities do you have where people are involved? And where do you normally go? Or here's a good question. Where might you be willing to go to meet new people? So I want you to jot down with each one of these prayer targets, just two or three words that will help you remember what it means to pray for connections. Here's an example. For connections, my words are new people or bringing others into my circle. So go ahead and take a moment, jot down a couple words, which will remind you of how to pray for connections. And Allie's going to read our scripture, 1 Corinthians 9, 22 to 24. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I had become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Thank you, Allie. And one good thing to remember about praying for connections is that oftentimes we're comfortable with our Christian friends. And it's sometimes, in fact, it's always important to be open to putting yourself in touch and in contact with people who may not be in your Christian circle. That is essential to share in the gospel. Okay, let's look at the next one. The second prayer target is pray for opportunities. Ask the Lord for actual moments to share. Now, when you pray for opportunities, you're not yet thinking about what you're gonna say or how you're gonna say it or how it will be received. You're simply saying, Lord, bring me opportunities and then help me to be sensitive enough to notice them to see them when they happen, and then ask him for the courage and the boldness 
to be able to take advantage of those opportunities when they come. Now, I want you to stop again and write down a couple of key words that will help you remember what it means to pray for opportunities. Mine are divine appointments, God-ordained, and prearranged. And I know those are kind of big Christianese words, and uh, not everybody's comfortable with those, but the more you think about divine appointment, the more compelling it really is. Divine meaning of the Lord, appointment. Do you ever go to your doctor and just stumble in the waiting room and hope he's going to see you? No. You have to have a prearranged time. So a divine appointment is a wonderful thing to pray for because it captures the essence of what we're looking to do. Now we're going to listen as Allie reads Colossians, Colossians 4, verse 3. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Thank you. All right, now I'd like you to have a little bit of fun with this. We're going to practice what we have already talked about rather than waiting to the end and trying to remember it all. So what I would like you to do is pause and think about the three things we've covered. First of all, praying a heart for the harvest. Now I want this to be just your own personal prayer. I want you to ask the Lord somehow in your own words to change your heart, to grow your heart, to make your heart like his according to those six things that we learned in Matthew. And then continue on in your prayer and ask the Lord to help you make connections with people you already know and new people, bringing new people into your audience or circle of influence and giving you opportunities to actually share the gospel with them. And this is an excellent time for you to think of three or four people that you already know that maybe the Lord's been speaking to you about sharing with them and you feel compelled to, to lift them up right now during this prayer. Name them by name and ask the Lord to specifically open doors of opportunity and connections with these people. And then make sure that you write their names down and be looking for God to answer that prayer. So let's take a moment now and pray. And I want you to pray out loud. Your microphones are muted. Nobody can hear you, but I want you to hear yourself praying. So let's take three or four minutes and pray over those things. Let's pray.
Amen. Okay, I would say good job, but I don't know. I don't know if you deserve it. Hopefully you're participating and you actually prayed a prayer during that time. Okay, let's go on to the third prayer target. This one is pray for clarity. Clarity is very simple. It simply is a clear message. And there's a lot to a clear message. Ask God to supply you with the right words. The most effective message. As we go through these trainings, you're going to learn various ways of sharing the gospel. You've got a personal testimony. You have other tools that you can use, sometimes illustrations and pictures and all kinds of things. And it's important that you're sensitive to what the Lord wants you to share. Also, the tone of our voices, the body language, the things that we present when we're speaking to people, these are all tools that God uses to highlight his story. So it's like the scripture that says, put a shield over my mouth. That's kind of what you're asking for, that God would just take control of every aspect of you so that what you say and how you say it is, brings him glory and accomplishes his purposes. And also, it's important that we acknowledge that only he can draw people to himself. I think I say this with the greatest encouragement for those of you that think that if you're more articulate or if you use better words or better language or your accent wasn't so strange or you didn't have a little bit of a speech impediment or you were more attractive or maybe taller or had better clothes or anything silly that comes into your mind. God draws people to himself. We, in obedience, share the truth. It's that simple. Do not forget that. And make sure that you ask God to draw people. Allie, will you read our scriptures for us? Colossians 4.4 4 says, Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And Ephesians 6, 19-20 says, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare, declare it fearlessly as I should. Great, thank you. I forgot the keywords for this one, but take a moment, jot down a couple of keywords that will help you remember what it looks like to pray for clarity. My words were, what do I say and how do I say it? Okay, let's look at the fourth prayer target. This is my favorite one. So before you get nervous about that big ugly word up there on the screen, let's talk about it a little bit. Pray for conviction. Now first I wanna tell you some things that conviction does not mean. It doesn't mean that we feel guilty and it doesn't mean that we're doomed. Conviction simply means that we recognize the truth. To convict is to convince of error or reveal truth. Now, conviction is completely the work of the Holy Spirit. No matter how prepared or how passionate or how eloquent we may be. So when we pray for conviction, we're asking the Lord to speak his truth into the minds of those who are listening. This also should bring you great freedom and great encouragement. When you share your faith with someone, 
and you walk away and there has been no response, no interest, no, I'd like to know more, then you can assume, <clears throat> according to scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, that the Holy Spirit is just not at work in that heart right yet. Conversely, if there is a response, are you going to say, wow, I did a great job. That was awesome. Can't wait to do it again. No, you're going to thank God because the Holy Spirit drew that person to himself. So think of a couple of key words to help you remember how to pray for conviction in the hearts and minds of your listeners. I just simply put to recognize the truth when they hear it. And Allie's going to read John 16, 8. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay. Now the last prayer target, number five, is to pray for response and redemption. And here is the fun part. Here's where we ask the Lord to bring about the heart responses that we know only he can bring through the work of the Holy Spirit, as we just talked about. Remember that you are interceding in faith. The picture in scripture of intercession is of the guard or the watchman standing on the wall and making sure that the, the village is safe from the enemies. He is standing between the enemy and those that are being protected. And that's what you're doing. Eternity for somebody is at stake by sharing your faith, by being willing to do it, by being prepared, by praying through it ahead of time. You are interceding in faith on behalf of someone's soul. It's a big responsibility. It's also a great burden, but it's a great joy. This is holy ground that we are on. Another thing that you should include is to pray against hindrances. How many of you have experienced hindrances when you think about what it's going to be like to share your faith with somebody? Do you feel some hindrances? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think you talked about some of those last time there was a training and how to overcome them. Well, remember that the listener who you are speaking to also has hindrances to overcome. They may be thinking, gosh, what are people going to think of me? How is mm -hmm. this going to change my life? You know, where, where do I go from here? There are any number of things that could be going on in their mind. So be sensitive to that and pray against the hindrances that might keep them from making a response. So for response and redemption, my keywords are just freedom to say yes to Jesus. So take a moment and jot down a couple of words that'll help you remember how to pray for response and redemption. And then Allie's going to read John 3.16 and Romans 10.9. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And Romans 10.9 says, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you. Okay, now we're going to try something um, 
that I love to do, and that is corporate prayer, praying together. Um, I'd like you to be really bold and unmute your microphone. And as we pray, I would like you to actually pray audibly, pray out loud so that you can hear yourself speaking softly. You'll also be able to hear murmurings of other people, but you will know that you're not alone. You will know that you are praying as part of a Christian community. And what does the Bible tell us about people when they agree in prayer? That there's great power in it and it pleases him. So we're gonna start praying um, through the three that we have not covered. Clarity, speaking clearly, knowing what to say and how to say it. Conviction, the work of the Holy Spirit, revealing truth, and also responses in redemption. And then after a few moments, I will just close us in prayer. So when I say, let us pray, just go ahead and join in. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Father God, I thank you for this. Father God, we thank you so much for this. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord, give us the clarity, Lord God. Help us to say the word, the right word that you want us, Lord we pray for conviction, Lord Help us, Lord, and be with us, Lord Father, we pray for a prayer of redemption, Lord Father, we pray, Lord, just give us a boldness to share the gospel, Lord God. Lord, that to be able to minister to many, Lord God, and just really, Lord, uh, help us to find the souls for you, Lord. Thank you for saying, Lord God, that we can all come together, Lord God, one purpose with one purpose, Lord God, to share you to others, Lord God. So we thank you, we pray, Lord, for the work of the Spirit, for the work in our lives, Lord God, and to just manifest love. Help us, Bring the bring and God's people all together said, Amen. Amen. All right. Great job. Now I want to close with just a few little tips that I've kind of learned along the way that might be helpful. Um, first of all, I recommend that you keep a journal of the names that the Lord brings to mind. It's a very powerful thing to actually write a name down and say, I am going to pray that God will give me an opportunity to speak to this person. Because when it happens, it will grow your faith and encourage you so very much. So keep a note, keep some notes of, of things that you learn and pray about, and especially the people that the Lord is leading you to, to witness to. Also, be bold enough to plan intentional conversations. These are scary. This means, okay, I'm going to meet my friend, uh, one of the people on my prayer list. Her name is Sandy. I know I'm going to see her this weekend. I've already been praying for Sandy and for an opportunity to share my faith. So this would mean that I would be bold enough to say, Lord, 
I'm going to walk over and find her on Saturday afternoon, and I'm going to trust that you will give me an opportunity to speak to her about spiritual things. Amen. It's um, it takes an act of faith to do this, but it is uh, it's very exciting. And remember that you are not alone. Also, be patient. The Lord might lead you into early opportunities. You might have someone tomorrow to talk with. Or it may be that he wants you to build a relationship by praying for days or weeks or even months. So make sure that you remain patient. Remember that God answers prayer. That sounds so, well, duh, of course. But we often think that the answer is going to come in the way that we expect or want. Remember that a yes is an answer, a no is an answer, a later is an answer, a more than you asked for is an answer, and also something completely unexpected very often is God's answer as well. And then lastly, prayer is an incredible adventure. I believe it's the hardest work that we do as believers much harder than any of the other disciplines that I'm aware of. It takes discipline, but it, the payoff is just incredible. It's well worth making a habit of it. Thank you so much for letting me share about something that I love to talk about. Um, and I will um, be remaining on a little bit to check out the chat. If there's anything you want to know that I can help you with, please feel free to type it in the chat and I'll make my best effort to answer it. Thank you again. You know, as we read tonight in Colossians, it says in the word to devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. That verse has really stood out to me tonight because Daisy said, yes, it is a discipline. It is a practice in order to create a habit in your heart. Um, but it's a delightful habit to have. And then the rest of the verse says being watchful and being thankful. So if we devote ourselves to prayer, God is going to open our eyes to the people around us. And, and in practicing that, in practicing prayer and being watchful, we should be thankful for what God is going to do, for what we don't even see him do yet. Like be thankful for the opportunities he will open up for you to talk to people about God or to ask them if you can pray for them. Be thankful for the people that will come to know Jesus through you or through your community group or through a friend where together you are building a relationship over time. Um, it also says in 1 Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, give thanks continually and pray without ceasing. And like Daisy said a couple of times, you know, that doesn't happen overnight, but it's a delight. It's a joy. It's something that we have to put into practice in our life. And even Jesus was devoted to prayer. And we saw that in the Garden of Gethsemane the day before um, he gave his life for us. So I hope that this has been an encouragement to you all and, and you truly have been enlightened maybe in a new way to um, connect with God in all these different areas. So I just wanna open it up for a few minutes if anyone wants to share some of the keywords that they wrote down in each of the five areas. Conviction, clarity, opportunities, connections, and what was the last one, Daisy? Rest, uh, Sorry, I was reading your chat. Rest, uh, rest. Yes. Oh, yes. You're talking about the prayer targets? Yes, the prayer targets. So does anyone want to share their keywords that they wrote down?
Okay, I'll go. I'll just share one of my categories because it stuck out to me the most. Um, for clarity, um, the Lord prompted me to write down Holy Spirit driven. And the Lord also speaks to me personally through like visions and pictures. And I'm able to understand um, what he's doing in me and around me through different pictures he's, he gives me. So clarity for me is how the Holy Spirit <clears throat> my thoughts through um, kind of pictures and visions and what he's doing around me, how we can pray in that way. I have one alley mm -hmm. under conviction. I may, I may, I may put prayer partner because for me, conviction is sometimes feeling like it's me, even though I'm thinking it's the Holy Spirit. But if I share it with somebody else with in line of where and who am I praying with, I would know and confirm with that. So prayer partner. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing. I'd like to share uh, under the one prayer for the connections. Um, there are so many people going around us and everything. And an example, one time I was buying a car and I never thought about witnessing to the salesperson who was selling me a car. I was so caught up. And sometimes it's like God was just saying, open your eyes and listen to me because we get caught up in the hustle and bustle. Everyone's around you. You just need to stop. And uh, that's what stuck out to me tonight. Good, thanks. Along, excuse me. <laughs> um, along the line for um, connections, I, I just put open doors to be observant for um, a time and a and a place and an opportunity. And I love the one on clarity because um, sometimes I, I pray with people and I had two opportunities this week just out of the blue to pray uh, with a, a person that came to buy a couch I had for sale <laughs> and one to just go to a neighbor's house and pick up a sign. But I didn't have a clear purpose in my mind. I, I I prayed um, because I wanted to bless them and lift them up in a hard time, but I don't think I had a clear purpose and I, I missed an opportunity by not just having that purpose in my mind. So I pray God used it anyway, but still I would have been better if I'd have had that purpose and ready to kind of follow up. <clears throat> Allie, can I share one? Yeah. Um, and, and it was a question that was just asked in the chat, you know, how can, you know, how can we know, how can we find people that God will lead us to pray for? And under conviction for me, it's a matter of focus. I pray focus. What am I focusing on? And what, what that word means to me is if I will focus outwardly god will show me people all around me in every area of my life that need prayer that need jesus if i will just look beyond myself it's amazing how many people uh, he will connect me with if i'm just looking for them 
Yeah. Can I encourage you guys to do something in the next couple of weeks? Um, if you go out to eat, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert in prayer and that I do all these things. But I will say um, as a challenge, if you go out to a restaurant in the next couple of weeks, ask your waiter or waitress their name and ask if you can pray for them. I've done that many times again not every time but i've done that many times and people are very touched by prayer um very rarely will people turn you down and if you have never stepped out of your comfort zone to actually ask someone if you can pray for them right then and there i encourage you to do that people are really moved by that and um yeah ask your waiter or waitress their name and just say hey my family and i we're about to pray for our food right now is there anything i can be praying for you for and you would be amazed at what <laughs> I mean, really. Um, and again, don't, I don't want you to do this out of um, some sort of homework, but as we're praying for our eyes to be enlightened, as Mark just shared for conviction to see those around him, um, that's just one simple person that serves us that we can then serve in return and show them the love of Christ through um, bringing them before the throne of grace with confidence right in front of their eyes. Also, Allie, can I add to that? After you prayed, you can leave a track on the table as you leave. You can do that too. Yep. Well, um, yeah, thanks everyone for your feedback and how God has spoken to you through these five different categories. I want to highlight something that International Commission actually uses. Um, this is how our organization was kind of founded. It's something called Operation Andrew, if you can see this. It was originally developed through the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And we use this little brochure, we translate it into dozens of languages and we give it to our international partners. And it's very simple. And this is really the key to how God opens up so many opportunities for us to share the gospel and then see people come to Christ. You open it up and you start by writing down the names of 10 people you know who you want to see come to have a relationship with Christ. This can be your family members, your neighbors, your coworkers, people in your community, but just write down the names of 10 people you know. And then Operation Andrew walks you through seven very simple steps in order to cultivate that relationship with the purpose of growing confidence to share the gospel with them. And if you've never done that before, then I would encourage you to start here. Write down the names of people you know, Put it in a place where you're going to see it every day. That's a great way to get started to have um, people's, mind, people's names continually before you so you can pray with conviction, ask the Lord for opportunities. I mean, the connection's there. Pray for opportunities, pray for conviction and clarity in how to share Christ with them. Um, if you want a copy of Operation Andrew, it's totally free. We have this available on our website along with several other evangelistic resources. Um, and it's through a free download we have called Evangelism Toolkit. So it's this along with several other evangelistic um, tools that you can use to grow your faith, to share your testimony, and then eventually share the gospel. Um, so if you just go to our website, internationalcommission.org, click on what we do, you'll see um, Evangelism Toolkit. And you can download, print off and download Operation Andrew and start writing down those names. So if you have any other questions about um, our prayer team or any other questions about prayer, put it in the chat or email me, or you can even stay on here um, after we close up in a few minutes if you have any further questions. But 
again, as a reminder, the Great Commission is not optional. <laughs> it's not the Great Suggestion. It is the Great Commission by Jesus to go share the gospel, make disciples, and teach them to obey everything Amen. he did. And there is no retirement of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good reminder, too. I'm going to add that in. No retirement. <laughs> I was thinking about somebody's question from India, you know, about how to know the right person to, if you God would lead you. But using these steps that David, Daisy's outlined will intentionally, if you do this intentionally, you will be led to the right people. Amen. Amen. And the Operation Andrew is a great way to find the right people, too. Everyone is the right person. <laughs> Everyone needs a little bit more Jesus in their life. Yes. So we have the Great Commission, and then we have the Great Commandment, which is love God first with all your heart, and then love others second. So you might be thinking, like, okay, where do I start? So I'm praying for people, and then what? Where do I start? How do I share my faith? I don't even... You know, I don't have the whole Bible memorized. What verses do I share? I don't want to mess it up. And fear not. Um, those are lies from the enemy. The important thing is that you just say something. You do something. And your testimony, the way that God has changed your life, is yes. your greatest tool in sharing the gospel with someone. Amen. So where do you start? You just start with the people you know and start in prayer and love them as Jesus has loved me. And don't be surprised by the doors that God will open. Um, yes. You just never know until you ask. So we have to ask in prayer. Yes. So thank, um, thank you, Daisy. You're so welcome. It's my great joy to be here with you talking about this. Also good to see some faces I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Let me see. Um, are there, let me just. All right. Um, so I know some of you joined us for our last training and we covered the five fears. So the five greatest fears that people face in sharing their faith. If you missed that one, but you want to watch it, it was so good. We have it on our website. Um, hopefully where you signed up for this training, but if you go to internationalcommission.org, click on events and then training, you can see, uh, last week's training. This one will be on there as well in the archives want to sign up for our next e, e training it won't be in two weeks it'll be three weeks from now on october 15th i'm really excited i hope you guys this because this is one of my favorite new um discipleship tools it's called the 411 so the next training is called give me the 411 and we're going to be having Brooke back with us she was the one who presented on the five fears so if you enjoyed hearing from her would love to have you come back and join us for the 411 training. So that link will be up on our website beginning tomorrow. I'm also gonna send all of you an email with um, this PowerPoint, a recording of the training, how to sign up for our next training, um, as well as that link to the evangelism toolkit that I was sharing with you earlier about where you can download Operation Andrew and all the other free evangelism resources we have available for you. So we want you to use them. We want you to share them and we hope that you will do so. So um, as we kind of wrap everything up, I do want to also encourage you, if you want more information about International Commission, you want to stay connected with us, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. It's all the same name, International Commission. 
And so um, we've done a lot of praying tonight. And Daisy, thank you again for sharing with all of us. That was really encouraging. And I know that I learned something new and I hope all of you have as well. So I'm just gonna wrap us all up in prayer and um, just thank you again for this time that all of you have spent in joining us here this evening. So let's pray. God, I thank you again for another day of life and for the opportunity that we have to approach your throne of grace with confidence, knowing that you hear us. You are our friend, you are our father, you are our king. And God, I do pray that you would open our eyes to not just the lost around us, but to the people that you've put within our sphere, whether it's spouses, roommates, family, um, bankers, realtors, cashiers. God, open our eyes and our hearts to those around us so that we can be more engaged with them on a spiritual level. Um, I pray that we would grow in confidence, that we would grow in courage to pray with them and for them. Um, and that we would share your truth with them because that's what people need to hear. And we need to be reminded of it too. So God, I pray for conviction, for clarity, for connections and opportunities. Jesus. Thank you for everyone who is here tonight. Um, thank you for those who submitted prayer requests leading up to this training, um, for health, for family, for struggles within family, for their jobs. God, thank you for knowing them, seeing them, and meeting every need according to your glory and our good. Thank you for Daisy and everything that she with us tonight. Amen. Bless you with our lives and worship you with everything that we have. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So you all have now been equipped and enabled. Now I hope you will go and share and pray with people who you meet this week.